Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Frankie Fourfingers Shocker. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Do you know what nemesis means? A righteous infliction of retribution manifested by an appropriate agent. Personified in this case by an horrible cunt. Me. You show me how to control a wild gypsy and I'll show you how to control an unhinged pig-feeding gangster. Heavy is good. Heavy is reliable. If it does not work, you can always hit him with it. Cure Cue the theme, theme song. I thought you said he was a getaway driver. What the fuck can he get away from, eh? Yeah, Dags. Do you like Dags? Dags. What? Yeah, Dags. Dags. You should never underestimate the predictability of stupidity. In the quiet words of the Virgin Mary, Come again. You do have all the characteristics of a dog, Gary. Anything to declare? Yeah. Don't go to England. Heavy is good. Heavy is reliable. If it does not work, you can always hit him with it. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Did it have shame? All right. Did you ever see the one about the movie that's like this? Oh, yes, good one. It's good one. It's good one. Yes. Was I speaking like Pikey there? Well, sorry. I don't mean Pikey, by the way. I don't even really know what that means, except it's maybe a slang for gypsy-type people. So I know that gypsy is uh, pejorative. It's a derogatory I, term. God damn it. I think I think pe- Pikey is like the N-word of gypsy, maybe. I, okay. Well, well, I think, no, I think gypsy and Pikey are both bad. Yeah, all bad. Well, there so you go. So then what do you call them? I, nomads? I is it nomads? The G and the P word. No, uh... I, I don't actually know. No well, man. I don't mean non-home-having people. Yeah, okay, That's fine. Nomad. But this movie calls them gypsies <laughs> and pikey, so we will, for those purposes, uh, no, no offense intended. We're just talking about a movie here, Guy Ritchie's Snatch from 2000, another crushingly great year for movies. Guy Ritchie had come off of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, which we reviewed, and I think ultimately... We didn't think it held up, or Lock did stock? we? I yeah. can't remember the final. No, it was uh, it was a three it was a three thumbs down on that one. Okay, I remember. I think it must. I do like things about that movie. Um, I did. Except, I thought it was except worse for the poker for sure. Except for the poker, but <laughs> this movie. Then uh, when I saw this way back, way back. Um, not long after it came out, because I think Brad Pitt being attached to this gave this way more notoriety. And legend has it that Brad Pitt saw Lockstock and was like, cool. And then either reached out or ran into Guy Ritchie and said, fit me in somewhere. And by the way, I can't do a British accent. And they fit him in. Brad Pitt's the best that way. I love actors that see shit that they probably shouldn't do. And mm. he does it anyways. Like Brad Pitt was in CKY. Um, yeah. Like or kick he, ass, uh, or a jackass uh, maybe it was jackass, early jackass. Yeah, he was kidnapped, right? Yeah, because yeah, he was a big fan of that shit. So he was like, "Let's let's go." Do you know what I mean? Let's do that shit. Same as Spike Jones. Like that guy fucking directed Moneyball, and then he's also in a bunch of jackass stuff, and you know, all over the place with what he does. Three Kings. Yeah, fucking three crazy. Brett I mean, Ratner directed I fucking, Moneyball. I love somebody that Brett Ratner did. Yeah, or Spike uh, Jones direct- is in it is why I'm thinking about. Sorry, but Spike Jones oh, yeah. directed what? He directed a big uh, Oscar he directed, movie. Uh, so, uh, he directed uh, adaptation, and he directed uh, the what do you call it? Being John Malkovich. Yep. And where the wild things are with uh, Tony Soprano. <clears throat> yeah, Spike Jones. Oh, want him her. to go on? He also I did bet he her can. As well. Boom! There he just did. He did Ben Hur. Take that. Her, just her. No, he's been oh. in her. Oh, I haven't seen her yet. Oh, you really? haven't seen her. Interesting flick. You haven't seen. I was too concerned that it would mirror my life. Um. Oh God. Falling in love I... with my technology. <laughs> oh well. That's interesting. The case you should here. definitely that, watch it. That you should movie definitely will watch be it. interesting watching it now with the way technology has taken a turn with AI. That's actually a, sock. a big watch now. Yeah. Um, okay, look, listen to this. Guy Ritchie made this movie. We got um, Matthew Vaughn producing. Made for $10 million, brought back 83 
uh, when it hit box offices across the world in 2000. So we got uh, Jason Statham, who was a kind of a third or fourth tier character in Lockstock. He wasn't the main guy or even the other guy who got shit done. He was the guy in the background who was reliable, but also sat around smoking weed. Uh, so Jason Statham leads us here. Uh, Stephen Graham comes in uh, as Tommy, who he's played uh, Al uh, Capone in yeah, yeah. Empire. Boardwalk Empire. Thank you. Dennis Farina, who we always love seeing, Rip, uh, who just played this type of character, former cop, and like he can always do a, a criminal or a cop um, really well. Cousin Avi. We got Brad Pitt, Alan Ford, Robert uh, Gee, uh, Lenny James, Benicio Del Toro in a fairly small role, um, Vinnie Jones in a really small role, the guy who plays Bullet, Bullet, uh, Boris the Blade, uh, Rade Serbedegia. Um, if you look up his profile and what he's been in, this dude consistently did like four big fucking movies a year, uh, like Mission Impossible movies, the X-Men movies. He's always in the like the near background playing like that scientist or that that like reliably smart looking older guy. Actor always he's insanely good okay vinnie jones did i say that already um and then some other other faces that you would probably recognize some people who have reappeared um throughout uh, uh what's his name's movies uh, other people have popped up mr. in Ritchie. other movies yeah mr richie movies uh so snatch um so obviously with how much i like this coming out um did you guys go on about already what your history with this flick um Brent, what was yours? Did you have a history with this movie? Did you see it like as soon as it came out? Were you a big fan? Yeah, I saw it when it came out. I loved it. I used to have the DVD. I bought the special DVD set that had like the Snatch playing cards and the Snatch DVD and whatever else. Sweet. I loved this movie. I thought that the... Like, I mean, there are movies along the way that you just haven't seen something like that before. Yeah. And this movie really... Um, really was one of the first big movies that was you know it was it was these guys in in england or in the uk anyways wherever they are um and talking like their slang and a little bit of a look at like their you know underground which we wouldn't have ever seen before uh or myself anyways hadn't seen in in movies um popularized that way you always think about you know, Italian mafia or the mafia down in the States or, you know, Irish gangs or whatever else. But you don't think about like, you know, the different levels of, of subterfuge and fucking, uh, you know, criminal activity in, in a big city like London. So I thought I think, it was fucking awesome. Um, and I rolled right into it. And I love Brad Pitt. I mean, everything fucking Brad Pitt did back in these days, especially. Oh, been right a, in this a time. Massive hit for me. 12 Monkeys, stuff like this, Bike Club. Like all those kind of like peculiar wild characters, I, I fucking dig it, man. This was like two thousand was the heyday of DVDs, ninety nine, two thousand, like around the Matrix time. That's when people were really like getting into DVDs and box sets and and putting those special editions out with the extra things. But it mm-hmm. also gave more exposure to movies of this type. Like Brent said, I, I wouldn't have seen a ton of movies that weren't like Americanized. Um, gangster stuff I hadn't really seen much of like straight you know this is straight out of London in some some shady part and of course things go down there I just hadn't seen it quite the same way I guess this was new for me so it kind of had that impact and, and I dug it Colin you had you had some different feelings about it I think yeah I really I really hated it like the thing <laughs> was is that there there's movies I was seeing that came out around this time like Run Lola Run the credits are directly ripped off from that. Um, a lot of Tarantino's movies, he was ripping off directly, adding nothing new. Um, he was ripping off Train Spotting, um, and I didn't see him adding new things to these things. I saw that he had seen those movies and just stole something from that, an element from that movie, and put it in his movie. So what, um... I, I, I really didn't like. What that, were the things that you noticed that were stolen? Well, the credits are directly ripped off from One Lola Run. They're exactly like One Lola Run's credits, almost like... I can't speak to ver- that, but like the Tarantino... Verbatim. Uh, the train spotting thing with them falling in the water through the mat into the water was exactly like train spotting going into the toilet. 
Uh, tons of stuff with Tarantino, the way he shoots things with guns and uh, elements of that type of thing. Uh, and I also thought it was a convoluted mess of like many stories going on at the same time. It was really hard for me to like put my finger on why I didn't like it back then. Um, it was hard for me to like understand what I didn't like about it. But it's all, it's all, it's all like watching it again. I didn't notice those things he stole this time at all. The things that the the beginning of the movie and stuff I really liked. Um, the voice voiceover I really liked. But the more characters they added, the more it got out of control for me, and once again became a. It did be still become a very convoluted mess. It's um, it's all style, but no substance. And there's all of these twists and reversals going on, and so I can't just relax and enjoy the movie and enjoy his style, because the story is not allowing me to do that because it's not a well-structured... It feels really like he was making it up as he went along. Like, there was no plotted-out script, and he was just like, well, we'll do this now. We'll, we'll do this now. We'll go this way now. Oh, they... they, they, they No, they, there was a twist here. Oh, they reversed it on him. So, for me, it feels very um, unfocused and, and like a gaudy mess. And, I, and Lockstock felt the same way. It was almost like he, he came from music videos and commercials, but didn't have a background in storytelling. And so he just likes The Flash. Now, the performances are good in this movie. Brad, like most of the actors do a very good job with what they were given. Visually, this movie is very cool. But once again, what it suffers from for me is a lack of of good writing and good storytelling that that is satisfying when you we know you get to the end hmm i didn't find that the numerous uh storylines or the structure of the story was particularly bad it um i mean watching at the beginning we were even talking about it we were like this isn't hard to follow so far and I think you start to get worried because you're right. There's a lot of characters introduced. They introduced them right at the beginning. Boom, names, boop, 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 right? It feels like a lot of people, but for some reason, it never feels difficult to follow the characters. Like, I'm never like, who's this now, right? I find that they're different enough and um, recognizable enough between them. I... Yeah. And the, the the parts of the story that they fill um, mm -hmm. seem sufficient sometimes. So, I so understand that there is some problems with like who's the main character. We were discussing that, you know, Turkish and those uh, the three dudes that want to rob Frankie Four Fingers. It's just the diamond's a perfect example. Like, why do I give a fuck about the diamond? Who gets the diamond? Where the diamond is, did the dog eat the diamond? Who gives a shit? Why am I following that group of people about the diamond? Like, it's so loosely established that there's a diamond that everybody wants, and then all these people just get introduced, and they're all trying to get a diamond. But why am I following them? Like, in a movie like... And, like, in a, in a movie like, once again, like Pulp Fiction, where he epilogues stuff, I know why I'm following Honey Bunny, and I and I know why I'm following Vince, and I know why I'm following Jules. This movie just like expects you to want. Why are you to, following them? Well, and, you and expects you to want to follow. I know what they're doing. Vince is taking his boss out for a date. I know, but you're, he you're referencing characters in and re relation it's to the, a diamond. It's the writing, though. You can't just drop me into this whole diamond heist thing without setting it up and establishing. Like why I'm with these characters, but instead they the just diamond keep is a MacGuffin. What? The diamond is just, is just a reason you. to move. A I mean, it's a form. crazy 86 carat diamond. It's no stretch for me to think that once the right people heard about this, they'd go steal it. Yeah, like, so no, that, I understand why everybody wants the diamond, but why am I like invested in any of those characters, or do why do I care if any of them get it? 
Like, I don't well, care who gets the diamond. Like, it's a free-for-all. Not so, really. So, like, I'm it's not, not really following. I don't care if the three guys get it or if, like, the guy who came from New York gets it. Like, I'm not rooting for anyone. I'm just watching a mess of yeah. a bunch of guys trying to get a diamond. And that's, like, parts of it are fun and funny and the characters are funny. And, and, and that's, that's, that's good that the actors, you know, are, are doing that for me. But at the end of the day, the, the storytelling doesn't make me like, isn't, doesn't make me, is doesn't make me interested in the story. I just wanted to get back to the boxing story. So I feel like he's wasting my time with all of this other whole thing about the diamond. And then like at the end and how it all wraps up and stuff like it, it's it does feel like he he didn't do any rewrites on this he just wrote a stream of consciousness and then shot it oh i like think it, i think that is is um dishonest to say that this story is way better than a first draft i don't know if the I, story I, I considering all the parts and the way that it's it's just another story. It's like, it's well, I'll call it again what I called it the other night. It's shitty Magnolia. It's a movie that is intending to take all of these different stories and then bring them together with a coincidence, right? Or a chance happening of the of the characters together. But, um, and I'm not saying it's in that category, but I am saying that is what the diamond is. The diamond is a MacGuffin. It's just something to propel the story forward and then bring into focus how these characters all had an interaction, had an effect on one another's lives. Um, but Magnolia in a and small sphere of influence. Magnolia and Boogie are, are good examples of comparing this to because they have lots of characters. But once again, in those movies, those are actually, we'll just say Boogie Nights because I think it's the best example. Magnolia like those, just because it has to do with coincidences. Boogie Nights isn't about coincidence. No, but, but it's not about coincidence. It's about, it's about different characters want different things. So, so that, guy wants, that guy wants to open his stereo store and he's very confused about his, what he, how, he, he's looking for an identity and he wants to open a stereo store. Why do you and care I, about him? I, I enjoy that character and I want him to succeed because the writing is good in the way that it, it sets up that character and makes me want to follow him. It's not like just him Turkish being, and Tommy. But it's not, it's not just him being quirky or funny. I become invested in Julianne Moore's character and her wanting to be a mom again. I get invested in Burt Reynolds' character and him sure. wanting to create a movie, kind of um, movie, a brilliant movie. But it's these but, movies but, are only alike in that they have lots of characters. But, the, but Brent said a good. But this Brent movie's called it a shitty Magnolia, like forty-five minutes is. shorter than Magnolia. But it's a shitty Magnolia, so it's just so but in Mag my mind because it's just I'm just shitty. I'm just discussing the the coincidence portion of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not but, talking but again, about anything else. But again, shitty. It's shitty Magnolia. Is well, what because you said. Magnolia I think that's is a good example. Good. That's Magnolia good, is very a, good. I know this is not this is not this is not something you just compare to Magnolia. Snatch no, 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 Magnolia. and I didn't mean. I like know that. what you did, but that's what Colin is carrying it on to to get to say it's because a it's shitty. It's it, shitty. It it's is just shitty. To say the word shitty. Listen, this is not a movie where we spend time with these characters, and in the time we're spending with these characters, we are learning things, questioning things about ourselves, and they are not learning anything about them fucking selves. That's not what this is about. This movie is about the mess. This movie is about one premise, which is how does this insanely huge diamond get into the hands of these two boxing promoter guys who are dipping their toes into some shady water and then we watch the train unfold that's why this movie sort of can get away with if any movie could having so many characters because it's not about any of those people they're just shitty fucking people most of them doing their shitty fucking thing uh and we're just we are supposed to just sit back and go oh my god this is so insane um, and I think that because if you if you can simplify in your mind this movie being about these two boxing promoters and this diamond, and if you follow those threads, it makes the movie's story a little bit simpler to follow because you get you get put onto a person, and then that person takes you to the next person, and that person takes you to the next person, um, and there's not a lot of needless jumping around in time shots. There, there, but there is so much going on. I won't say this movie isn't a little bit confusing and doesn't catch me off guard at times with, with how much time it spends in certain other segments, but I'm actually, and I'm also benefit from having seen this movie a bunch. 
so I don't get lost in this story anymore, uh, but I could definitely see how someone would. Uh, but I'm not yeah, in it for any it of the characters. Face. I just want to see the fun stuff. So when the boxing is good, I do like the boxing more than the Diamonds story because Benicio is one of the coolest characters. He kind of has a, a big start and then not much else to do in the movie. Yeah. Why is he in here? Why there's that there's so many questions as to why so many characters in here because they don't connect the diamond story the only reason the diamond story connects with the boxing story is because they end up with the dog at the end of the movie but otherwise they have no connection with the three the guys trying to get the diamond the pikes they have connect no them. connection sorry, with the, the guy gypsies or the who caravan folk what's the guy caravan who flies what's the guy who flies people. there uh, the, uh, uh, Avi uh, yeah Avi. So, like, all of that is so disconnected from the other thing that they just get the dog at the end, and I'm supposed to be fucking satisfied with them getting a dog that's going to shit out a diamond? Like, They're, the thing that a, binds them is that, is that dog is the gypsies and is the, um, the diamond. Those three things. They're people that don't know each other, and they're interacting through these three unknown... Um, yeah, if, uh, if it was a beautiful mess, that's one thing. But it's not a beautiful mess. It's kind of just a fucking mess. It's a train. And wreck. Don't get me wrong. It is there's a fucking things, train. Wreck. Once again, there's things. You in think it it's like a train the, wreck too, John? But the it's things, written that way. But the things in it that that are yeah, I know. But does it work? It doesn't work for me. Maybe it works for you guys. The train wreck, but it doesn't work for me. If there was something about it, train wreck that, is weird verbiage for something that works, but. That's what I accept. But, but, but if, if it's, it, like it's a, a train wreck and, and you think if you think the <laughs> yes, train wreck is that okay, if you think the train wreck is satisfying, then that then the train wreck works for you. But I find it incredibly yeah, unsatisfying. No, I know how opinions work. Yeah, yeah. But this, wand, I, but why? I, I get it. And you've but said train wreck's you, okay, but if it's if it's wandering all of the time, but never comes back to something that you're you're doing like that. There's no through line. It just goes all over the place and they get the dog. Th- like, is, what is, what is like, and once again, that, that but might it's not be implausible. He, it's not impossible. They get the but, dog because they went looking for the pikey and he's, but, the dog goes back to, which they well established the dogs go back. So I don't, saying, it's not perfect. It doesn't make tons of sense, but I, the dots are connected enough that <laughs> I'm not going to no be like, sense. Ooh, I call nonsense. This movie, no, screenplay wise is fucking nonsense. I, I, I gotta disagree with you on it's it. It's visually, it's visually interesting. The characters are interesting, and the acting is interesting, much like a ice storm. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like ice storm, it's utter nonsense. You can't nonsense. summon ice storm on this movie. It's, <laughs> I it's can. not the same. This is ice storm. No, I, no, I, I really, I, I reverse no, ice storm. I, think you. about it. Think about it. Ice storm. Ice Storm tried to have a message that it did not pull off. That's why it was complete and utter nonsense because it didn't make sense. This movie doesn't have doesn't that have same any message at all or premise. It has That's no right. message. This is a disaster movie. I, I just said that as a joke earlier, but it actually that's what this is. You're watching the entire world around several of these people's lives fall apart, and it's lots the same of people thing as go Lock down. Stock, right? Just it, it is complete. Yeah. Complete tension, just which is why none of us like Lockstock. Fucking die, basically. I feel like none of us likes Lockstock, but you guys have a more. I do, what do you like call Lockstock. It? I acknowledge it has problems, but I do like that movie. Yeah. But we all said that one didn't hold up. But I feel like you I don't have know if more I of a. You have more yeah. of a nostalgia. Peer well, pressure. we can go back and check the tape, but you have more of a nostalgia, both of you, with this one having seen it so much and no sure the quotes. but don't don't detract our opinions by discussing our nostalgia you also I, have a nostalgic hate for this yeah so in the same and way I, I you would undo your doing the first 15 minutes of this movie i was like holy shit this is gonna be a sixth sense or it's gonna be uh this is you gonna were be, looking um, for the holes you didn't no, no. <laughs> this was i thought this was gonna be a sixth sense or our starship and it was not you did not wait that long because remember you had already been complaining for long enough and you were like, what's even happening? Blah, blah, blah. And you remember, I stopped to see where we were in relation to time so we could judge and it was 10 minutes in. It was 10 <laughs> minutes in. Yes. It was so, before so. even the uh, inciting, uh, inciting incident. incident, which happened, by the way, immediately right yeah. as well, we fucking again, observed the time. But this is, this is what the inciting incident was. 
he goes, oh, so I went to this guy and he's a, they want to do a fight. So we're going to have a fight. And then he goes to the guy and he's like, we're going to do the fight. He's like, yeah, we're going to do the fight. That's the inciting incident. That's not what happened. He was summoned by the fucking, like one of the biggest gangsters in town to lose a fight. At the same time, he had been sending his boxer to secure new premises for their underground operations, which seemed to be under a bridge like where the Fisher King homeless guys live. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, those things, like, of course, that thing happened. Things happen to make a movie uh, go, to make a, to compel a story. We need but, either coincidence but no or bell, we need an event or something that is an event. But but there's no build up the, to that. He just they just go to Top Brick or whatever it is, and he's like, "Is the fight good? Or are we gonna? Are the guy's brick? gonna take a that dive?" That is one I he's didn't like, think you'd fuck up. You're a notorious fucking bad name. Is his name not Top Brick? Woo, Brick Top <laughs> Topper Brick Topper. <laughs> You're thinking of Brick Tapper or Dick Tapper? What the what fuck's his, that guy's uh, name? What's his name? That news let's guy. Not, brick, let's brick not top. get into. Let's not get brick into names. Tamlin. It's, it's oh, just brick Tamlin. No, it's brick top. They, he brick, does a little voiceover <laughs> when he's meeting him for the discussion of the boxing fight, and that's the inciting incident. That was it. Yeah, because yeah, they he they, says you're going to take taking, a dive, and yeah. then they go on to introduce many many characters about a diamond. It's just like a big fucking mess. It's a giant mess, guys. I'm I mean, sorry. you've really, you've really. Um, I'm, I'm not going to even say that you're wrong, but the way that you are arguing is uh, bad. This is not a good screenplay because if you, you just say reading, this is bad, and then the other things were bad if, too. If you, rolling if, forward, if you had no this particular. screenplay and were asked to read it to to tell somebody what you thought of it, you wouldn't finish this script because it would just keep jumping to different characters, and you'd be like, "What the fuck is nope. this?" There are movies that don't do a good job of what you're saying. Like Seven Psychopaths is one. Some like big actors in that one. This that movie. reminds me of that as well. This is another one that does. You're right. Now movies like that do a good job of this. Once again, or something like Go. Go does a good job of this because what Go does is oh, links all Go. of the characters together and it epilogues the story. Yeah, yeah. So but we'll they do each this have, girl. Then we'll do this guy. Again, it's the wrong, that's the wrong comparison. Like this, you got to compare this to a disaster movie. You can't do it to any movie where there's a story and arcs, which is the standard <laughs> you're holding it to. That's why you hate everybody in this. Every no one grows or learns or changes. Arcs. That's the problem is no, you, you can compare that's this the thing. to movies. This, that this is trying arcs. something different. And it's like, it, this is the start. Of, there are a bunch of other movies that came out of the um, recently. Seven, se- Seven Psychopaths, you're right. That one yeah, is very similar. There was the, that the, movie the is other, so much more stale than this. There's exactly. such a difference exactly. between the whole... The well, they whole, don't have Brad Pitt, first of all. The, so no, once but again. yeah, but Brad Pitt does not make and break a movie. He can definitely help a movie succeed in the pleasure to watch it. But he's not going to make a movie succeed or not with his acting, despite but, as charismatic as he is. Just like Tom Cruise. Fucking love the guy. Ups the degree of a movie, right? But he can't hold it on his shoulders but with every bad scene writing and everything he's else. in is the best scenes in the movie. Sure, in my but opinion, he's also the anyway. best actor and the fucking most charismatic motherfucker this side of fucking France, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so no, it's, well, it's a little different true. thing. You're, com- you're comparing Brad Pitt. To the rest yeah, of like it's not. Well, if Brad Pitt was in si- Seven Psychopaths, the best thing about Seven Psychopaths would have been Brad Pitt. Couldn't have been saved, is what I'm trying to say. Is that this movie does it does it, it not it set the bar for movies like this. It really started a big trend for there being these gangster deals with convoluted, overcomplicated stories where everyone dies by the end, like trying to pick up on you know certain maybe homage or stealing whichever way you want to put it like it this many years after snatch came out you wouldn't know what movie it kind of stole from you just know that when brad pitt gets uppercut through the mat and goes into the water it's pretty fucking cool and effective so if they did steal it they at least used it in a way that supported the story and added to the flourish of the movie in a nice way uh it, it looks hey it looks and great all, and once again and all artists steal yeah, of course, of course. But the the thing that he didn't do, at least in in some respects, the boxing thing is not so bad with the water. It's actually pretty cool, and it's like shocking. And it's different and than a toilet. Visual. 
But like a lot of like what Tarantino will do is steal from like filmmaking from Asia or he'll steal yeah, from like cares? black exploitation. He's ex- just doing it so you don't notice. No, but what I'm saying are he'll steal from black exploitation <laughs> movies. But he'll he'll do it That's in a way where sincere. he'll do it in a way where he adds something new to what he's taking from or he'll do it he'll he'll twist it in a way that is of his own that that black exploitation film or Asian filmmaker didn't do. And what Guy Ritchie did with Lock, Stock, and This is just kind of like stole some cool shit from a bunch of independent and Tarantino-like filmmakers and stuck it into his story, but didn't like make it his own. And that's but, but what I used to see in collage this. Collage still, still is your creation. Well, you could cut something First of out all. of something and stick yeah. it on your thing, but yes, or you could but like collage make your own is, thing. Collage is still valid art, right? Found art is valid art, I, right? Uh, yeah. Direct I saw it, I loved it, I used it. Is yeah. valid art. And so doing those things does not ruin his movie. If anything, what it does, it's a love story to the things that existed before, yeah. right? And I... I I mean I didn't notice any of that um of that thievery and that's you know you're a more studied film uh theologian than I so nerd uh I can't really <laughs> discuss nerd whatever yeah that's cool um so I I always don't know um all the all the the background that you <laughs> you know have but I got to say that it doesn't bother me if it is what you say it is I think that if anything, that just creates to me um, a good opportunity seized by him, seeing how these things could function in his but, story. But that's not know? the biggest sin of the movie. The biggest sin of the movie is is for all of the great pieces or acting or scenes like the boxing scene or the, all of the boxing scenes or all of the stuff with Brad Pitt or a couple of things with some of the other actors, there's more, for me at least, there's more bad in this than good. There's some great stuff in here, some like stuff that like I will remember, like yeah. the, the boxing scene for the end of time. But for me, there's more bad than good. So I'm sitting around bored, confused, or waiting for the good stuff to come back when there should be good stuff every scene. That's that's what you need to do. Otherwise, you're boring me or I'm losing interest. John, what do you think? Because I never, ever found this movie boring of any of the criticisms that I've had. No, I, like there's there's a lot going on. And so then you just have to start ranking it. It's it's part of that same experience goes back to watching uh, Love Actually right where there are certain stories you just like more than others there's like five things going on i like these three not so much these two definitely the guy going to america is the worst like no one, yeah, and that one didn't that. hold up and the, the stand-up comedian the worst is the guy with the signs which guy is that oh yeah that's a terrible one i oh, can't yeah. remember that guy's a prick yeah but that's a good example of one we we did and we talked about and the girl who did that with us all three of us loved that movie and loved certain stories but all three of us agreed that because there is a lot of bad in there that at the end of the day, it didn't hold up. And that's yeah. kind of how I feel about this one. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I, I totally yeah. hear you. Um, I, like, so this time I actually kind of felt like I was like, I followed things better than I ever had. So um, how I don't know if I had seen it? like new revelations every time I watch <laughs> this, but I was watching hard. I didn't think I was going to like this because I remembered there were some big problems with Lock Stock. So I was like really looking that as like that guy got out there and that was his first movie. And however, he scratched that money together and made it work. And this one, 10 million to, to get a movie that looks and feels like this. I think that's a fucking steal of a deal, even for 2000. Oh, um, definitely. And so like it does jump a ton. Um, there are lots and lots of people, which is usually a horrible thing, but I know who's connected to what. And when they're doing something crazy on screen, I can at least follow it. Um, so no, I don't find this movie like super boring. Probably you could start to cut some stuff down. Um, what would it be? I don't know, man. Uh, there, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that Guy Ritchie as a director is very talented. Well, I can I, tell I, you, I, you're seeing it in like the even like his later on movies like Sherlock Holmes, the first one. 
I I really enjoyed what he did with some stuff in that movie as well. And Agreed. I think maybe that would be my favorite Guy Ritchie movie where I enjoyed it kind of from beginning to end. I mean, I have to tell you, Robert, the gentleman or whatever that was. Yeah. What was that one called? Yeah, have you guys seen it? No, it's called the gentleman. Have you seen it? Either of you? No, no, I won't. Cause it's Guy Ritchie. <laughs> Holy Christ. Is it bad? It's oh. fucking horrible. Also, Charlie, uh, Hoverman, Hooverman, Huffman, yeah. Huffman, Whatever, Jax Teller from fucking Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Yes. He isn't a good actor, so stop no, trying to fucking I put know. him in things. I Look, the guy's fucking beautiful, absolutely. Right? Put him in war movies where he's a soldier on in the squad. And Someone that dies early. And he's the little, the little brother or something. I don't know. He never yeah. talks. Hey, look, even Vin Diesel in the right role, Saving Private Ryan. Booyah. Made him look like a good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold out for that shit, bro. Hold out for that shit. Oh, this. Oh, my God. Oh, my Christ. But how you feel about the gentleman is probably how I feel about this. (laughs) No, I can't imagine. Your your discussion is much too kind. Um, Okay. The gentleman is like, I, I hate it. I hate that it was made. I hate that anyone might say they like it. It bothers me. And I want to it's, go to their house and sit the down with them story, and talk about it's it. The, and once again, it may not be this. That, that must be might be way worse than this. But he likes to do that kind of a storytelling. I know, but and, then again, the Covenant, the Covenant, I think is his best movie. That new one. If the Covenant um, with very, the rice. Covenant, the Covenant with very minor editing. But even when I say minor, about twenty. The Covenant minutes. could be could be cut for sure. There's yeah. there's a would, lot. Yeah. in there but if it didn't it didn't out, it didn't ruin it for me i'll tell you no that. no i agree that the covenant yeah. is a good movie i think the covenant is a good movie i just feel like there's two or three big things that could have been edited and made less sure. is more out of it but other than that you're right i think the covenant is good i would recommend people to watch it for sure yeah and that is a very different guy witchy movie it's not he, it's a very straightforward story. It only has two characters in it, and uh, it's much more focused. So he can do that. And two other guys wrote it with him, but I, I really feel like him as a solo act behind the typewriter isn't a good um, recipe for su- success to making good movies anyway. Yeah. No, I mean, there's very few people that can go solo behind a typewriter. Yeah. Uh, it, it might just be sorkin i mean and even yeah, he can't maybe. be trusted Tar- i mean tarantino and i wrote a lot of great movies uh, tarantino has ruined it with the last couple i know i know but like in the back in the day <laughs> back yeah. in the day sure yeah i mean collaboration on writing is so helpful because you see your mistakes before you you go and shoot them so it's nice and something that you do well colin that i think a lot of people especially as they get higher up in the industry don't do is send the scripts to their normie friends to read. Yeah. And get it and get interpretation. Like these people will be the people seeing the fucking movie. Yeah. Let us all read it. Let us tell you what you think, what we think, right? And why. And I mean, some of that stuff is just because a lot of people don't study film and um, certain aspects might be lost on them and you can discard those fairly quickly. But I think getting outside eyes on things is valuable to any art right yeah no it totally is but also the honesty of those people and and like there there's reasons why people don't want to be honest a lot of the times it's lazy they'll yeah. they won't like something but they won't say they 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 don't like it because they'll then you'll they'll have to now have a conversation and, and explain why they don't like it. And then they might, your reaction might not be good to them saying that. So it's kind of scary too, but it's also lazy because um, they just don't want to engage. And then the second reason why is because they don't really know why they don't like it. So yeah. I, how can they tell you they don't like it without being able to explain it? So I think I think a lot of the time, you guys are really good at knowing why a scene is not good or isn't working and uh, why dialogue is bad and after things that a few hundred cut. episodes of hold up you uh, 
yeah start to start to notice some things i'd say i'm still fucking fairly dense to tell you the truth but we've analyzed a lot of film like podcast and otherwise yeah yeah it's it's definitely good i just i just see his talent as being more visual and uh even some of the cinematography in this with the boxing and stuff it and him going into the water the cinematography is beautiful the yeah. there's parts of this movie that look really good and then there's other parts that look really bad which is also strange cuz there's parts where he didn't put as much um attention into the look of it hmm. it was just a hallway or a car or something and it kind of looks like bad video at times but then there's moments where it's beautiful so there was I found there was an but once again a 10 million dollar budget I know you 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 don't have the money to make everything look good so you focus on 10 million and you have Brad Pitt in this movie yeah like you both guys it's the Star Wars formula where it's a bunch of unknowns right yeah think about Jason Statham Holy Christ, Jason Statham for yeah. Christmas every year should give Guy Ritchie a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> Think yeah. of the career that guy has built. He had no fucking experience before Lockstock. That, this, and then the world. Well, this spun the fucking into, guy. Uh, what, what was the movies he did after Transporter? this? The Transporter, yeah. That, I think that then set him, and then he did a whole slew of that. I mean, it turns the out the guy's also movies. fucking fighter guy. Fast but if you, Jesus you think Christ, about that $10 million too, and you think about all the stuff that looks good, he made all of the stuff with Brad Pitt and the boxing guy look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that's where he invested all his money. And then it was like they shot this diamond thing on a fucking video camera. Shaky. It's just like, so even he knew that shit was bad and then spent the time are the money on getting it to look good. He was just like, yeah, I'll just like shoot it, whatever. Put the camera over here. Like he didn't even give a shit about that story. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so fuck him for shooting it and then making me watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what oh, I say. Shit. I mean, there you so, go. Are you, are, are you calling I it? Clearly thing, don't, I clearly don't. Yeah, I clearly don't. You may as well go for up. it, dude. Yeah. But like. Brent and I will take it from here. <laughs> Definitely doesn't think it's hold up. Oh wow! What like um? What Did do you he think, freeze Brent? or is he uh is he a uh, stoic? I think he's thinking hard. I just I'm su- I'm actually kind of surprised that you guys liked it as much as you did. I was too. I thought well, you would have. I thought you would have thought differently about it this this t- the time we watched it. But once again, we're we're, we're kind of like looking at it in different ways, which is fine. Um, yeah, totally. us us through a critical lens and you through a personal one. Don't feel bad about it. We all get it's attached. It's not personal. Even Guy Ritchie didn't care about that shit. We <laughs> 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 already established that. He shot it on high eight or something. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking cheap shots. Cheap shots is all. Easy Look, pickings. I'll go. I'll go and yeah. I'm just going to say I, I do think this holds up. And I'll tell you why. Is it a perfect movie? No. Far from perfect, right? A lot of things could be better, uh, but a lot of things could be worse. And if I review my, you know, my experience watching it, I guess, and, you know, the highs and the lows, there's more highs than lows. I like all of these characters, Um, even though a lot of them are like horrible, bad people. They still like Boris the Blade. Boris the Blade is hilarious, right? And, he, and I find that he works. He gets hit, like, they talk about how unkillable he is. And then he proves to be unkillable. It becomes almost um, almost a bit slapsticky with the amount he's able. Well, it does become. If you mm-hmm. consider Bullet Tooth Tony shooting him at the end, right? Yeah. But this whole story is kind of uh, stretching, you know, the, the boundaries. So. I mean, I like it. I found it to be um, a good old time. John? Uh, I kind of find it to be a good old time, too. Uh, 
I don't know. It just it's got it's fun. It's got like so many big moments. Like, sit down and shut up, you big bald fuck. You know, <laughs> lines like that. Everything out of Brad Pitt's mouth. Um, I do like Turkish and Tommy together. They are like brothers. I liked after, with the yeah. opening that they do the voiceover. It immediately connects him and like he's like my brother. And I'm like, okay, these two are inseparable. They'll die for each other. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like everyone does a good job with their role. Each of the characters are very unique and unapologetically so. Um, and yeah, there's not enough. Th- there's no background. We're just thrown in. It's just a watch this. And in this case, it, like it's never going to be the best. Uh, it might not be the first thing I throw on if given a bunch of choices. But I think the the real one of the real tests for me is if this popped on TV, would I continue to watch it? And I think I would. Um, I've just That's seen a it enough. Test. I, I have a kind of a, a history with this movie. So I, I had a big appreciation for it and saw it a lot when it first came out because it kind of, this was in the days when I was like just starting to get into like really watching movies and collecting collecting DVDs and like just watching a lot of movies, man. And this one just stood out and was always kind of enjoyable. And so I found it kind of enjoyable this time and similar that there's problems. There's for sure problems. And I'm sure you could have got it better. You got more budget. You get someone else to take a look at the script. But for Guy Ritchie in the second movie for 10 million bucks, I got no complaints. Holds up. Holds I, I like up. what you said there about if it comes on TV, you would watch it. That's a that's like a lot of the time we talk about that or we say that comment. For me, I would YouTube brad pitt all of the scenes in brad pitt and watch those <laughs> but if it was on you're TV, lying you would watch this no back but if in it was the on day TV, if you're laying on a fucking saturday no. you're like golf no, God, commercials no. prices right <laughs> snatch you no, would put snatch never. on you are a lying bastard no but what we talked about i would youtube all the best brad pitt scenes in snatch and watch all of those gleefully but if it was on tv and i had to watch all the other shit I would not. <laughs> can, can we agree Brad Pitt holds up? 100%. Oh, yeah. All right. And, well, we got we got there. Brad, Brad the Pitt way. holds up and uh, the, uh, well, I mean, all the actors are good in this. The This is not the actor's fault for me. I enjoy all of I the actors. I agree with that. 100%. I enjoy, I think the guys who play, all of them, uh, like, I'm glad to have seen them go on and do some other things, too. Because of, like John said, because of this movie, he launched some careers. And so oh, yeah. that's, this movie oh, was not, big, lots of credit. this movie lots is not, uh, oh, uh, this movie is not, we didn't, uh, the, I hated this movie more when I, when I was younger and saw it originally than I, I think about it now. I think about it better now than, than I did back then. Cause I can see, I can see the good stuff in it that, that he is doing. Yeah. I um, I did see you make an attempt. I have to say, there's good stuff in it. Yeah, just there's not enough good stuff in it. The just. voiceover is even not offensive, and I hate voiceover, but he the, the voiceover works. Yeah, no, that's a huge moment. That's um, that's when you realize nothing is nothing is um never allowed. That's a no for sure. Ton of negatives. Yeah, it just needs to be done in the right way, right? Like, like voiceover, yeah. Uh, yeah, flashbacks, whatever the fuck it is, right? That you're gonna normally hate on. It's gotta tell you stuff. If it is done, yeah, yeah it's gotta tell you stuff. And effectively, right? Goodfellas is one of the best for for voiceover, um, and and really adding a flavor to the story that wouldn't be there without it. And yeah, you'd have to show us a lot to get through what that voiceover does. Yeah. In a short period. There's other movies that do it. Do Shawshank's voiceover is fucking on point and great. I miss my friend Andy's penis. <laughs> I hope the ocean is as blue as it has been in my dreams. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I um, hope. I hope. <laughs> I hope that maybe the thing you think about this movie is what Brad Pitt so masterfully said is, get a little only first way to get over it. So if you think of it like that, we, maybe then you can all agree with like that. That's good that. advice too. Uh, so for life. Yeah. And it everything. Is. Jesus, it is. That's life changing. Dags. Good dags. Got that. 
All right, boys. Well, we're getting into the huge blockbuster that I don't think I've watched too many times since it came out and forgot about it. Spawned multiple TV shows. Oh, by the way, did you know there was two seasons of a Snatch TV show? What? Did you know that? You know who's in it? Mr. Ron Weasley is one of the responsible parties for bringing that to life in 2017, 2018. Yeah, Rupert Grint. Really? Yeah. Uh, it per- premiered on Crackle, ran for two years, and people say... He produced it or he's in it? Uh, both. Okay. Both, yeah. I think. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, it's okay. very interesting. interesting. So it, it aired in 17 and 18, and uh, yeah, man, get that into you. Anyway, the other movie we're doing next week that also spawned a bunch of different TV shows uh, is Stargate. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Kurt for that. Russell, James Spader, uh some other faces y'all will recognize absolutely. So we'll have to get into Stargate. What's your guys' predictions? My prediction is almost definitely not gonna I think it. it will be borderline unwatchable. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. I don't I have don't know high if hopes. Unwatchable. I think it'll be funny to watch. I maybe. hope I hope it's gonna be bad, but there I know there's a love story and this Oh, e- we're not gonna get to watch it with John. Oh, that kind of sucks. No. We'll watch it in spirit. I'm doing some traveling, but we're gonna keep yeah. things coming. It's all we can do be one of those group watches like we used to do COVID style. That's right. For old yeah, time's maybe. sake. For old time's sake. Yeah, we don't have to record like that. We record in this method, which works great. But we could watch the movie together like bros. Maybe. Like bros. Maybe we'll do that for some of our Western movies. Um, so don't forget about our Western month, folks. We got Django Unchained, True Grit, Quick and the Dead, Quickly Down Under coming up. Good, Bad, and Ugly is going to get shuffled in somewhere. I don't know. I've never seen <laughs> Quigley Down Under. I know. Maybe we should throw the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly in there instead. <laughs> I, I want to say that I haven't either, but part of me feels like John may have shown me back in the basement days when we lived together. Yeah, was I it might good? Is, was Quigley Down Under good? That's why I want to do it. I don't think I, I know did it's a, got a soft spot for you, doesn't it, John? Well, I don't think I did a June my birthday movie, if I recall. I don't oh, know if I pushed yeah, for that. No, so you are right. I think we should keep Quigley. I think Good, Bad, and Ugly is gonna suffice. But we've had, you know, what some older, older movies that we weren't too pleased with, like Savage Samurai, uh, which was a fucking disaster. The Good, so. the Bad, and the Ugly started it all, though, for for like so many directors. Yeah. I don't disagree. The, well, folks, the directing I don't know. is there. We'll 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 figure it out as a team here. Good, bad, ugly might slip in. I don't know. Quigley down under though might end up keeping okay. that one. Well, I haven't seen it, so I would like to watch it. <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, we can't turn yeah. down that mustache. It's Jesus, mustache so rides for good. all three of us. Mustache Selleck. Okay, well, this this has been good. Um, A little bit of dissension in the ranks is always a good thing to get the spicy episodes rocking. But Snatch by two to one, maybe you should check out. Definitely uh, YouTube Brad Pitt for sex reasons. That's what Colin says. <laughs> so next week we'll get into Stargate. Yeah. We'll do some He's dreaming. He's a motherfucker in this. Some He's dreaming hot. and some traveling through dick-shaped wormholes. Uh, it's going to be a great one. We'll see you in Brad, that, folks. And until then, Brad Pitt's cut like sexy Jesus. Enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.